This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Gooden. I'm joined by the owl and the tigger to my Christopher Robin. It's Garth and it's Chris. How are we, boys? Good, good, good. I am definitely the tigger of Pod Mania. Oh, 100%. I don't think I've ever drawn a more appropriate parallel between an animated did character you... and a person I do a podcast with. Did you guys have um, the tigger toys growing up, the one that bounced up and down? No. no, I was always more of a piglet man myself. <laughs> more Transformers and shit. Because <laughs> you were a real man. To be fair, I had Transformers. But kept, I kept breaking them because I couldn't transform them properly. Weirdly, though, I never <laughs> liked trans. You couldn't transform them properly. <laughs> Why won't you turn into a bus? It's because I'm a boat. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. I never really got into Transformers. I got into Spider-Man I- in a big way. So here's his thing. My generation got Transformers Armada, which is like, a, it's anime inspired. Uh, and I can already hear Garth hating it. So like, there's literally girls my generation who fancied Starscream. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, an, that's an actual thing. <laughs> just the sound of Garth, just deep breathing in just complete disappointment in Chris's generation. <laughs> Honestly. Literally, look it up. There's people, there are people who fancy Starscream. Starscream? Okay. Star- I'm going to Google sexy Starscream. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Make sure it's not your work laptop. <laughs> Hang on. Starscream Transformers. Oh, someone in stardom or something? <laughs> oh, this, this is the high-quality content that people come to oh, the Podmania okay, com- so podcast I, for. So I just Googled it. I, I tell you what. It's one of him bending over. He's an he's an attractive bloke. Well, he's I right. mean he's not a bloke. He is a robot. But <laughs> by the fuck boy, I'd fuck. Absolutely. I tell you what, he's a handsome, fucking handsome dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I get it. It's like it's like how people fancy Loki. <laughs> Lads, I'm not being funny. You know what I said just before we came on. This will probably only be an hour. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we are Good pretty off the rails already, aren't we? Already. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to review the NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two show that we were. Uh, we'll recall all the matches and everything, and we'll talk about our time in Blackpool and all that kind of shit. But first, a question. The Sunday that me and Garth came home and Chris had to spend a night alone and cold in Blackpool... Um, it wasn't cold. <laughs> but I was so alone. I was so alone. Um, Impact held their hard to kill 
pay per view, and on... they're very hard to kill. they're very easy to kill on Twitch, apparently. Well, apparently so. Um, and we sat in the hotel room on Saturday watching all these things streaming about um, Tessa Blanchard. And uh, fast forward twenty four hours, and Tessa Blanchard has beaten Sammy Callahan in the main event of Hard to Kill, and is now the first female to hold the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. And basically, I just wanted to feel out. How what you guys think about this? Now I'll start with Garth because a Tessa is boy for Garth, mm-hmm. and also Impact is totes his jam. So, <laughs> are you trying to get me down with a fucking kid drop? Honestly, I have never felt more uncool than I did when I said those <laughs> words. Um, so Garth, opinions? Do you think it's a good move? Bad move? What do you think? Uh, I think it's a good move. I think it's a brave move. It is deserved because she's for a long time been sort of top three in the company um obviously all the other shit sort of overshadowed it all the stuff about apparent bullying and etc flagrant Um, racism yeah but i think purely on the wrestling side and the, the company i think it's really really good and i think it's it's progression to the point that yes other companies are doing it has anybody ever put their world heavyweight title on a woman? Not a company the size of Impact Wrestling, because despite you know their quite hefty fall from grace in recent years, you know they are still considered a, a mainstream company, and I don't think anyone that size has had you know the cojones to actually do that now. They get a whole think, seventy-five pay-per-view buys. <laughs> I think the good thing that could come of it is a lot of other women in other companies are going to start asking the question, why can't I do that? Mm. I think it's I think it's a good thing. Um, definitely. Chris, what about you? I've been saying for a long time that um, the way WWE inherently books women's wrestling means that a women's championship is never convincingly in the main event because people always think it's false because of how WWE has booked it. So I think it's the only real way in America to get women in the main event is to put men's championships on them. And to be fair, I'd like intergender wrestling. If it's a question of whether it was it's right to put the belt on Tessa after the allegations, I feel this was in the cards already and I feel like like this these are very serious allegations, but they're not serious enough to screech away from car so much. I agree. Um for me personally, I think Tessa Blanchard is a probably the most marketable person Impact has on their roster at the moment. She's got lots of lot of buzz well, Arby, around her. Arby well, yeah, she's <laughs> essentially a fucking porn star now. Apparently, <laughs> he is single handedly the reason that they don't go on Twitch anymore. Um, but I think that it's brought a lot of hype around the company, and I think it's I think it is the right move. Um, a couple of quotes. Um, we'll start with. The bad one, and this is Booker T on his recent podcast, has come out and publicly slated this decision, labelling it, and I quote, the worst decision Impact has ever made. Now, I will quickly say before <laughs> I mean, it's you not jump that bad, in... They did, hire, they did hire Booker T at one point, so that's the worst decision. I will just say, this is a company that had Brooke Hogan um, as a major, major plot device. And I think this is also the company that had the Claire Lynch storyline and AJ's baby. Um, um, the thing is, though, it's not even like the worst thing TNA have done 
ethically. You know, they've released wrestlers that they're sort of responsible for ending their careers. So, like, they're not... We can't pretend that, like, this is the worst thing Impact have ever fucking done because it was at one point ran by fucking Dixie Carter, so... Yeah. No, I... I agree so, like, with that. Honestly, they... What... Essentially, what's happened is that they put the belt on their biggest star. That's essentially what's happened, and but and how shitty that star is came out on the day. Now, like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I can see this end up end up being a short reign because of this. Like, and, but like, what the fuck else can TNA do to get headlines apart from release new belts, which apparently are very div- <laughs> very divisive. Gaff loves them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like. I haven't read through all the allegations. I haven't read any of the allegations since we got back from, um, since we read through them all, uh, Blackpool. So, yeah, it's the it... bad allegations. They're gonna be on the fucking atrocious. Like, like I don't blame for like stardom for not booking someone like Tessa anymore. Like, but to be fair, I think part of it is the fact that she didn't bother to try and apologize. She sort of doubled down, which is the worst thing you can do. She has released an apology, and unfortunately, this apology is uh, about as PR savvy as it can possibly be. And oh, so it's like Triple H's apology. Oh God, yeah, it, it's very much. So, sorry if anyone was offended. That kind of thing. Let me let me read out the apology because I've got it here. Over the last week, I have been accused of calling a fellow wrestler a racial slur. To read this allegation has been personally upsetting. To be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. That word is not in my vocabulary. That word is not in my heart. Racism is not in my heart. Yet I know many people have to deal with racism in a way I will never have to. Racism is an awful part of American history, and it is equally awful that it's still part of our society today. While I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism. However, I can I mean could that have been more written by a PR man yeah yeah that's not that's barely a fucking apology well it's not an apology like, she's outright thing, denying it no but that's the thing like because someone said that and then a bunch of people going yeah like who would have been there went yeah I was there it happened and like I don't know I'm inclined to agree with many like I don't see why people would lie on this one like literally like it, it, it's not exactly clout chasing because especially in the case of like chelsea green she's in wwe so like she's pretty set she's more and like she was on tess's level in terms of being pushed well not maybe this level but like she's a former women's champion so it's not like these people are like clout chasing it's not like these people are getting anything out of this like if you're gonna lie you'd lie about someone much bigger than tessa blanchard and not being funny it just depends on what um Again, because there's no T-shirts, he said, she said, isn't it? Yeah, but it's more like she said and everyone else said in this, mm. situ- in this situation. So, like, I mean, again, I'm inclined to agree with the many. Has Tessa had anyone come out and sort of stand on her side? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Her fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> so, who, who got who got hate? Absolutely. And with good reason. So... Um, what about uh, Ricochet? <laughs> you think her ex-boyfriend's going to jump to a defence, do you? He could have came out and says, oh, she's fine. She's all right, guys. Um, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> um, I think the main issue people who are putting these claims down 
had was the timing. Why wait until the night before she's about to make this historic? It's, it's because she put out that tweet saying and should band together and like are not being funny. If you if you have this history of bullying, you should not be putting up tweets like that. It, it was a ballsy I, thing to put out. It's like if Hulk Hogan, it's like if Hulk Hogan shared a Black Lives Matter tweet. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but it was yeah. like she's done that before when she's posted stuff with um on NWA and stuff like that. She's posted stuff like when they did that. Uh, was it Starcast? Nobody came out and said anything then. That's why it just it kind of it's probably not, but it kind of has a bit of a reek of sabotage. I very well. much, I very, very, very much doubt it's sabotage. And honestly, I think people are a bit are grasping at straws if we think it is. Well, no, because it's it, like you say, they could have said that any time, like any time, to every one of our tweets. I think literally what happened was one person came out, and then like it always happens, one person comes out, and then more people feel empowered to do so with power in numbers. Again, it's definitely like it can't. I very much doubt it's sabotage. <laughs> Like that's like Vince Russo level conspiracy theory bullshit. Right? Because well, it's like a moving past the comments then and moving past the negativity that surrounds this, I just wanted to put something that Dave Meltz has said. Um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on this. As far as pure in-ring talent and intensity, Tessa is the best non-Japanese woman wrestler today. Better than Charlotte, Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks. How do we feel about that? Tony Stone's better. Agree. Oh, you agree with Tony Stone's better? Good. <laughs> I'm with Garth. I I've think Tessa seen... is the best Gaijin woman's wrestler. <laughs> Including really like Asuka and the other people well, in WWE at the moment. I don't think she's better than Asuka. Asuka Asuka's peak. Like, when it comes to intensity, no one's beating Asuka at Asuka's peak. From what you've seen her at the moment, though, well, or... I don't see her at the moment. Yeah, I don't want to make in general. She That's is the I best was... non-woman Japanese wrestler today, and at the moment, from what Asuka, from whatever Asuka has done on the main roster. She has not lived up to the billing that she had in NXT, and that's not her fault. That's the way WWE have booked her, and that is fine. But no, there not is like not enough evidence to suggest that Asuka is half the wrestler that we know she is. There just there just isn't, and that's saying the same. Unfortunately, for a lot of the women's wrestlers on the main roster, NXT is completely different. You've got a lot of very, very, very good women's wrestlers on NXT, and I would argue that NXT has the best women's division of any company. But well, any. American company. Obviously, Stardom is an entirely woman's roster, but you know what I mean. Um, I agree with Garth. I think Tessa has shown time and time and time again that on pure in-ring talent and intensity that Tessa takes some beating. I don't think yeah. that Sasha has done anything in the last oh, four I, years, I five agree. years. Um, like the closest Sasha's gotten was that How in a Thel match early in the year, which was, I think I gave an eight. I mean, Becky, much I love Becky, much I love Becky's intensity, much I love Becky's promo game. I'd argue she's one of, well, not one of, she's probably the best promo in WWE at the moment. But just, in ring, she is... so WWE. She's yeah. bang average in ring. Yeah, I agree. She, as as Garth stated, she is, she's WWE, she's a WWE mold. Charlotte, two, if this was, you know, 18 months ago, even 12 months ago, there's no one touching Charlotte. Charlotte Flair is incredible, but I That's think... Almas. 
<laughs> I think, um, especially over the last six months, um, again, I just you know you look at that match between Charlotte, Becky, Asker, and Kyrie Zane in the main event at TLC. Uh, someone who's I great in ring doesn't attempt to powerbomb someone with a concussion. Charlotte's lost a lot of respect from that match to, for me, to be honest. Like fucking, you powerbomb someone with a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I, ju- I just wanted to gauge everyone's sort of opinion I, on that. I personally, I personally think there's people who are comparable, but not like if someone said Tess is the best, I wouldn't completely argue with them unless it's Garth, because it's fun to argue with Garth. <laughs> um, so, moving on to the main event so to speak, of this podcast. Um, the NXT, pre-show main event. Exactly. is NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. And we got to Blackpool on Saturday, spend the night in Blackpool doing cool shit, like recording podcasts. And went to a Weatherspoons. Went to a Weatherspoons. We sang quite loud in that Weatherspoons. Like if we were there for another drink, we'd probably chuck it. We, me and you were singing very, very loud, but I can't remember what we were singing <laughs> to. But. Mostly to annoy Gat. Like, anything that would come on. Like, Rihanna came on. We had some fun. Um, I know Garth was singing along to some Motown. I mean, who wouldn't sing along to some Motown? I love Um, that shit. (laughs) I think Avril Lavigne came on at some point. So, yeah, it was nice to catch up with you guys. Obviously, I haven't seen you in a while. I found out that Garth got drunk when he was eight. Never forget that Garth got drunk when he was eight. No, what happened was Garth was like, one of the youngest you guys have ever been drunk. And Rob was like, I was like, well, I was on 15, 16, Rob was 18. And then Garth, obviously asking this question to fucking flex. No, I wasn't. I was actually thinking, maybe I'm not that bad. <laughs> Sorry, you got drunk for the first time at eight years old and thought maybe one of them got pissed at six. You know, Chris is Scottish. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the drunkenness. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the conversation. I was like, you very much led and yeah. sort of <laughs> steered the conversation that way, Garth. Would, you like, to, would was... you like to explain to the good listeners at home how you managed to get pissed age eight? Um, well, it was Christmas, <laughs> so there's obviously a lot of booze around. Obviously. and It was a rainy finished, Tuesday. Finished our Christmas lunch. <clears throat> and then, you know, you have a bit of wine with your lunch. I didn't because I was only young. Uh, but eight, everyone had left, was eight. Everyone had left the table, and I just thought, oh, I think I'll try it. And uh, I just went around and drank all the sort of leftovers of the <laughs> wine. <laughs> and then I uh, sort of went, oh, I feel a bit funny. And I went to my mum, and I've got a bit of a bad head, and I feel dizzy. She's like, yeah, you're probably drunk because you I'm just watching drink that stuff. Love the fact. Didn't <laughs> stop on, she her watched, son. Yeah, exactly. She watched you. You didn't mention this. She watched you. She's just like going, <laughs> just, just going to like your grandma or whatever going, this is going to be fucking hilarious. Amazing. Absolutely yep. amazing. Uh, I'll have a lie down. Did he turn into like, you remember when in um, Meet the Fockers where the kid has like, a, has like some whiskey and he's going, asshole. Was it like that? I think I just went to sleep. Oh, so passed out. It never ceases to stress me out, Chris, just how crap your selection of film knowledge actually is. I can't believe you went for Meet the Fockers. It's a, it's a good movie. Is it, though? I mean, I watched it when I was 10, so I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. We we all go through a phase where we think Ben Stiller films are hilarious. Then we realise that they're just so not. Isn't Zoolander meant to be really good? 
Zoolander is bang average. I'll be perfectly honest. I've yeah, I, I've, I've mostly only seen Zoolander for like clips and gifs where he's going. Isn't it hard to be so incredibly good looking? And I relate to that. But to be honest, Chris, there was a point where you were sweeping your long, your long shaggy hair out of your eyes, and I did just look at you and just it was almost like you were shaking your hair in slow motion. You know how really attractive women do it. And just like mm-hmm. shake the hair out of their eyes in a really slow motion, you've got like music playing. Like it looks like shit in Blackpool because um, I didn't have time to brush my hair until like right before takeover on the first day. Yeah, that was definitely the we... reason. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> and then like I done my hair for all right for leaving from home, but then I had like a fucking seven hours in the car thanks to the traffic. So like my my hair just looks shit all weekend. So I kind of feel bad now. Oh well. I think you looked dashing. Oh, like Cody Rhodes. Exactly. So, Garth, what was your favourite bit of Blackpool, apart from going back to your eight-year-old roots and drinking wine? Apart from getting drunk and doing the... Oh, fuck it. The watch-along. Um, probably the watch-along and then an XT. <laughs> I mean, having listened, but I mean, Garth is referring to our Royal Rumble 1995 watch along where we basically put on the show, ask you to do the same, and then we talk really loudly and drunkenly over the top of it. And to be honest, it's probably the best two and a half hours content we've ever put out, which is worrying. Um, but yeah, it, it was good fun. Didn't we end up having like a two minute conversation about the paperwork refs would have to do? Yes. Yes, we did. Amongst other absolutely riveting podcasting topics. We also tried we... Bookfast for the first time, which is the spunk of Satan. To be fair, uh, that, that, there's still half a bottle of Bucky in the fridge now. And hopefully it will stay there forever because no, honestly, it's, it's disgusting, people. It's it's quite, it's like bad wine. Um, but it's, it's bad because it would be like 10 p.m. I'm like, oh, I want a drink. Go downstairs, see if I have any beer left. But now it's just Bucky. I'm like, Bucky will just wake me up. So. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I'm drinking cheap cider. Um, and I've just knocked it everywhere. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. Ah, oh, fuck, I've done it again. My God. What's wrong what with me? What cheap cider are you drinking? I am drinking Alska. Not Aska. Alska. 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 Um, does, does fucking Barger make that? Uh, <laughs> Ludwig Borger, the legend that yeah. is. Um, Chris, what was your favourite moment in Blackpool? Um, the Stardom cast was fun. The Stardom cast was fun. The Stardom cast was fun. Me and Chris have decided that we are going to do a Stardom podcast as well. You can find it on the website and all good podcasting sites. It's it's quite funny because yeah. um, we were just, like when for Gav to arrive, it's like okay, I'll quickly add a song onto this. What's the best Stardom song? And like. Look at Panacamoras, and then you would just jam into it the rest of the weekend. Knife Party, Internet Friends. It is single-handedly the best, most banging, most terrifying song out there on Spotify. Seriously, you check del- it out. You deleted me on Facebook, and now you're going to die. Exactly. That's um, the sort of shit that we're talking about here. Um, um, honestly, just hanging out with you guys is probably more... Like, during Blackpool, like, me and you antagonizing Garth with a, with a chance. <laughs> Which we'll get more into as we go along, but like Garth is just there going, I hate modern wrestling. So. <laughs> Garth, oh, I hate modern wrestling. Marks. There was there was points where Garth had never felt so much like our dad. We, it was we, it was we, incredible. To be fair, there was points because I had my beanie and my glasses on. To be fair, this incredible how much those glasses age me is hilarious. But um, 
with someone with my beanie and my glasses on, I, if someone if I went to someone, hey, I'm Garth, and that guy's son, people probably would question it. <laughs> um, shall we start looking at NXT UK Takeover then? Yeah. First of all, can we just say our seats were a bit shit, so we ended up starting a trend of standing down beside them, and everyone joined us. We did. Um, I want to also just preface our entire um NXT UK Takeover with a little bit of a tidbit. Um, I went to the toilet. That's not the tidbit. And I came back to find a very, very excited Garth telling me that Jeremy Borash had just walked past. He was so super excited that he'd just seen Jeremy Borash. Wait, 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 wait. Later on in the card, then, (laughs) Triple H walked past us. Literally, we could smell the man. And you could see his testicle head. It was brilliant. So I'm marking out at this point, going, oh my god, it's Triple H goth, it's Triple H goth, who did not bat an eyelid and just went, oh, all right. The guy who just marked out massively for Jeremy fucking Borash ignores the game as he walks past. Twice. I heard and I saw like these really big dudes walking past. I'm like, oh, is someone doing a run in? But no, it's Triple H going past. I'm like, Rob, Rob, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H. You're like, and like we were both marking out, and it's just been gaffes. But like, honestly, like it's like if my dad, like my actual dad, had seen Triple H go past, and he's just sort of like, yeah, it's a, it's a bald guy. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't really see him, and I only saw him just as he was going into the curtain. Yeah, and then they somehow got him back without like anyone noticing. Oh no, I saw him. I think you'd gone to the toilet. Um, he, oh, he yeah, came back. It's actually quite hilarious. Like the one, like the one bathroom break I took during the show, I sprinted and I got there just before there was like a queue going out of the. And you know, like when you go on the motorway, and you see a massive, um, <laughs> a massive um, pileup or a massive queue. And then, like five minutes later, you're just you're going past just before the queue, and you're just going past, going, "Ha ha, you're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> That's sadistic sort of uh, sort of yeah, start. Yeah, sort of like, ah, good, you're going to be trapped in traffic. So we'll start then with um, the pre-show. So we're talking obviously about uh, the January 12th show, 2020, from the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool. Seriously, absolutely gorgeous venue. Uh, it is as good as it looks on TV. Smells a bit worse. Smells a little bit like fish and bo, which is yeah. just that's just, just what uh, that's just what. <laughs> no, honestly, the worst smell I've ever had was when I went to a Ring of Honor show, and it's so obvious half the people there have never washed in their life. Just smelt of disappointment and no, it, yeah, yeah, it smelled like disappointment and virginity. <laughs> um, so we got there. The show started, we had the pre-show. Um, the pre-show matches. Now let me try and get this right. The first pre-show. Oh, pardon me, was A-Kid versus Joseph Connors. And yeah. me and you never looked more disappointed from when Joseph Connors came out. Yeah, you look at the roster that you've got and fucking Who Joseph Connors the... comes out. There were, like, so many, like, even, like, great women's wrestlers, like, you have Ginny, Isla Dawn, what have you, some great tag teams for one. Actually, no, I think I have a good tag team to remember. But, like, so many. Joseph Connors. <laughs> it was a little bit disappointed, but the match was decent. Um, yep. A-Kid got... Very good reception, and like I've said before, I think it's probably Joseph Connors' best match that I've seen anyway. Um, I don't know how much of an impact he's having on NXT UK TV, but by the sounds no, of it, not um, a lot of people what, are having much impact on NXT UK TV at the moment. When I went to a when I went to the tapings um, during his match with Travis Banks, people started chanting cheesy pasta because we were bored. 
We're such marks, aren't we, in England? We really are marks. Um, and that was followed by the bomber Dave Mastiff taking on the wrestler Cassius Ono. And again, really good match. Cassius Ono is fucking charisma oozing. It really 